0: I don't know if you can tell us, but what secrets do you have about the master? So for instance... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he knows there's some, there's so some. So
2: many, I bet. Of
3: course there are. I
4: think the only secrets I can reveal is... Um...
1: and welcome back. This is episode number 66 of No Puts Given. We've got a very special guest today. In addition to Harry, Tony, and Chris, we have Sir Nick Faldo joining us. Um, I'll be honest, I've interviewed a lot of athletes, a lot of personalities. None of them have been knighted. So if you could advise me what the correct way to address you is. Yeah. is, is Sir Nick, does Sir Nick work?
4: Sir Nick <laughs> is, is 100% correct. I don't like when I arrive at hotels and they say Sir Faldo. So it's, it's as easy as that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, great. That makes it easy for me. So Cernic, where are you joining us from today? I know you had a busy weekend.
4: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in Um So I obviously was a master's all week, drove down here Sunday night, going to get a few days off at the beach to kind of chill and do all these zooms, get up to speed <laughs> with all my couple of meetings and things. And then and that's about it. Then I'll, hopefully I will disappear, find a lonely peak, a blunt one, and go and sit on it in Montana. At
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, we're excited to have you, and we thought we'd just throw you into the fire, put you on the panel, and head into our okay. first topic. Does that work?
4: Sure, I'm ready.
1: Okay, so our first topic today, uh, we're heading into the off-season, and it's been a strange season, especially with the Masters being at the end of it this year, but we talk equipment at my golf spy so we're wondering when is the best time of year to consider buying new equipment or even updating the the current equipment that you're using with going into the off season in mind mm. chris why don't you take on this one first? When's the best time of year to think about new equipment?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think two two things here and you know, one of them is if you find something that performs better for you and your game, there's probably never, you know, never a bad time to make a switch, but I think now is a great time if you're actually thinking about getting fit for equipment or kind of going into that next phase, you're you're probably toward the end of your season and if you've been making swing changes etc kind of throughout the throughout the year, whatever you're kind of been doing, this is probably your kind of most authentic golfing self. Uh, and, you know, a great time to get fit is kind of right now toward – uh, I think toward the end of the season. And, um, you know, that that's kind of our perspective. I'd love to hear from uh, from Sir Nick too, on, you know, just in terms of what does that look like, you know, for tour players? It really isn't the same type of off season anymore today, however, compared to, you know, uh, previous generations. Is this kind of the time when people would go through and, and, and really begin a very arduous testing process where, um, you know, probably looked a little bit different than it does today?
4: Yeah, I bet a lot of them, to be honest, they just want to switch their mind off. At the end of the season, you have a break and you kind of look at uh, where you're going to play. Maybe you maybe got six weeks off or something. I remember I used to take a full month off and then you're waiting for that bit of motivation. And I used to then get four lovely sets of Mizunos used to arrive in a <laughs> fancy box. And I'd start looking at them. that get me really inspired. And off I go. But now what you've got to do is get yourself a decent pair of shoes. Pam, you? you've
2: got to get yourself a pair of squares. I didn't take long. I
1: was going to say, you didn't even give me a chance to ask about them. You've got, to learn, you've got
4: to learn to get more balance and stability in your swing. We well, you don't have to learn. You don't have to do anything. It's the beauty of these new shoes. You just put them on, and it will take care of all of that and, and you know, give you a little bit more of everything in your swing.
3: So screw lessons. I'm not working out. I'm going to keep eating my ice cream. <laughs> New pair of shoes, I'm good to go. Absolutely.
4: You put a decent <laughs> pair of squares on, right? And then your instructor will help you and you'll fall into positions, you know? So then maybe your posture will be, and balance will be a little bit better at a dress, you see, which then means maybe you'll then be a little bit more on plane on your back mm. swing, which means right. then maybe you can make a bigger turn. Which means maybe you can then return to impact a little bit squarer and hit it out the sweet spot, which means Mm -hmm. maybe you'll get a little bit more club head speed, and then maybe you'll get all the way through because you've got a nice square toe, get you all the way through, face the target, and you'll hit a decent golf shot. So there you go. So it's a lot of it's either maybe. Oh, it's a That's my different. entire game, is maybe yeah.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> so you yeah, it, but yeah. maybe
4: maybe one of those maybes, maybe one of those, it will work for you, and it will make a difference. That's the thing.
1: Harry, you're heading into a pro off season. It, it, are you taking in this advice? Does Does that sound good? Put on some squares, and it'll just take care of everything.
0: Yeah. Well, I've put. I mean, I test all of these shoes. I test bags. I test everything when it comes to golf equipment, and I eliminate variables. So if shoes can help me be in better positions then yeah i'm all for it um in the off season i'm actually working in the gym quite regularly to try and build up some more flexibility and and um some muscle to try and get me some better ball speeds as well so off season for me is a is a very important time plus when it comes to if i need to fix something in my game i got time to fix it And then all this equipment's coming out. So I'm thinking, all right, can I help fix my game with some new equipment? Um, Whether it would be shoes, you know, squares, if it was shoes. Or, um, you know, a new driver that can gain me an extra two or three miles an hour. Whatever it is, I'm always on the lookout throughout the whole year for that kind of game. But on the off-season, I am predominantly looking at trying to get myself better and fitter. And therefore, hopefully it translates into my swing.
4: Do you know how to train to get more clubhead speed?
0: Yeah, uh, we've got. What we've do you yet? Go ahead, tell me we, how. <laughs> we've got some. We've got some. Uh, I've got a trainer who helps me with mobility. Oh, I've got plus. a trainer who
4: helps me. Come on, what's he going to help you with?
0: <laughs> He's going to help me with my uh, my core and using my legs and the ground properly. Plus, super speed Ooh. is obviously a great um, great device to help you generate more club head speed yeah. if you do the, the off-season training. There's quite so a the, few options out there.
4: So the interesting thing now, you've got to retrain your mind and your nerves. That's where that's it's got an, to start.
0: That's interesting,
4: true. Isn't yeah. it? I chatted to all the guys. I thought it was fascinating. You know, Rory, um, Phil, Bryson, um, my trainers. And it's the interesting bit, you've got to retrain the mind that you can move quicker. Very, you know, so that's you think well, how do, so I've actually been doing it. I've been starting to make my body move far. Then you got to work, work on your stability, which is all your core stuff, what have yeah. you. Then they're doing all this explosion stuff, right before they even get to the swinging faster stuff. Because they say if you if you just go like everybody, just grab your speed sticks and just go whoosh whoosh whoosh, you tear something up here because you're not ready for it. So some really cool science. Now you can only go and move as fast as the body can. De You can only accelerate as fast as the body can de-accelerate, which is another interesting. Can't work, I can't work that one out. Here's a good line: you cannot shoot a cannon from a canoe. <laughs> think about that one. I, I
3: am thinking about that. It. It's gonna hurt the canoe, and it sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If a canoe goes that way, the
4: <laughs> it's, quite, it's a great vision. Well, I thought, yeah, I like that. So bottom line, this is what we now know. So it's I'm I'm embarking on the same thing. I want to try and get some speeders. So i so I've started working on uh, I think I can spin I can now move faster. So that's my first <laughs> lesson, Move my body faster. Oh, I could believe so it's quite funny it's, it's a good science now I, I love it so I'm going to give it a go as well good that'd be luck.
0: interesting I wonder I wonder how how much the mind can influence that purely because you have fast twitch fibers and slow switch fibers when it comes yeah. to muscles so how can you how where is the diminishing returns when it comes to all right your mind can can do so much but then your muscles can only do so much so I wonder where the connection is there Yeah. Yeah. Well,
4: they they know. Yeah. Maybe your trainer knows more than I do. So you you can ask him those questions.
2: Somewhere between the canoe and the water, I'd wager.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Tell him about your cannon and your canoe and
2: you'll
1: be fine. Yeah. Tony, what do you think? I know you tinker with your equipment all the time. Do you wait for an off season or are you now completely rethinking everything and just training your mind?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of with what we do and equipment cycles working the way they are. Right. I have like this, this window from july to maybe the end of september where like all right there's there's nothing new coming out so this is this is what i have it's it's the only thing to pull from nothing new and exciting coming by this time of year uh, things start coming out fast we get new equipment all the time so off season for me is just playing with new toys not making any concrete decisions whatsoever what what a life (laughs) Rolling into the next year with equipment that's completely untested. (laughs) I have no idea how it is actually going to perform on the golf course. And that's, that's why my handicap tends to spike in the spring. And by fall, I get it back down to something that's, you know, at least I can talk about a little. But, yeah.
1: So, Nick, how do most players on the tour do it? What's their approach to new equipment or adjusting or tweaking what they're currently playing with?
4: Yeah, well, they get thrown at it a lot. I'm sure some... Some like that, some probably don't like that. You know, obviously the manufacturers are pushing another brand new driver. They want it in the bag. The guy might say, hey, but I really trust this one. And, you know, it's feedback. You get a millisecond of feedback when you strike a golf ball. And if you like it, I wouldn't like to go tinkering with it. You know, generally they play with the same shaft. You know, once you've found a golf shaft, that kind of fits your golfing DNA. But, um, yeah, obviously a huge groove thing, isn't it? You know, our, back in our day, we, you look at our wedges, they were concave. <laughs> you know so we we love the wedge in fact if you were smart you had a practice set of wedges and then you had a playing set of wedges that you know you absolutely loved yeah they get thrown a lot of stuff so i'm sure some guys exactly that some guys love it and some guys saying you know, i'd rather just this is working i don't want to change anything right now so everybody's different so is
1: our collective conclusion that it's player by player there's not necessarily yeah. Oh, yeah. the best type of year or time of year yeah. to, to adjust in order to come back in the spring ready to go
4: well you know everything rolls in I think this year the players will probably will feel like they've had a season you know we had a double season the, with the COVID season and then now you know, obviously late masters so I think a lot of them will be seriously resting right now why you know the some will travel the actually you can't travel the world, you know, Australia and no. what they used to do. You right. can't, so I think it, by what we're going through, that probably be a good thing. Guys are going to rest, and you know, you'll see a lot of them raring to go start of the season. You'll get good fields. Hey, we're off and running. It's funny, that's like two months. Normally, when I finish TV, it's like five months, which is a heck of a long time, but actually, two months thinking about By the time we've gone through Christmas, that's it. I've actually been on a Call this morning with with CBS to already thinking about next season, so we're already up and running and, and rearing to go amazing
1: hey, that's kind of the same thing that happened in the the test facility too, right you're finishing up the last most wanted test and already looking at the driver test for next year
0: <sighs> yeah I'm, i mean yeah we've we very, very rarely get an off season here in my golf buy I mean as soon as we finish. One test. I mean, we're hitting 15,000 plus shots per test. So it's taken us a month and a half, maybe two months to complete a test. So we're always finishing in and around this time. And then as soon as we're done, we got maybe three weeks of a breather. And then driver testing for 2021 comes in and <laughs> we'll start all over again.
1: All right. Well, I think it's about time we play around of Ask Sir Nick Faldo. Guys, did you bring your questions for Sir Nick to take on and see if he can answer?
3: I got a book full. I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: Tony. Why don't you? Why don't you kick us off? What questions do you have for Sir Nick?
2: Well, for, I'm I'm curious, Sir Nick. Your career has is kind of spanned the uh, what is I, I would say probably the greatest period of innovation on the equipment side in golf. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, what would you say? Not necessarily, you know, maybe maybe it is two answers, but you know, not necessarily the most innovative piece of equipment. Um, but for you, what was kind of the most surprising, the one that kind of caught you and it was like, hey, and you can't say squares. All right, let's start, let's start. <laughs> Other than square shoes, like what, what has been sort of the, the most surprising advancement? Other
4: than it was on your feet while I was standing making this decision, uh, <laughs> the greatest invention was the, you know, the, the widget that we can change the shafts with it. You know, because that used to be a day long, be used to be a 24-hour process in the old days. They used to drive down to Barry Willet, which was a two-and-a-half-hour drive, and then sit with him and watch him ream out your persimmon. And and then they'd sit and look at it, and you got a bit of a crack. We're not sure whether we want to actually shaft it, looked it, said, that looked great. And he said, we let the glue dry. Then they pinned it, and they whipped it. Then you went out and hit it, <laughs> and you didn't like it. <laughs> and he went, now what do I do? And it's like, well, I could risk doing it again. Might crack it. And you go, well, okay, I'll find a way to make this driver work. And that's, it was amazing what we used to do. So that is the greatest invention, the fact we can change a shaft in 10 seconds. You go nuts, I love it. You tried hundred shafts a day if you were that mad. Well, actually other great science is you can then, you can go on a swing monitor, you know, and it will, it will guide you what shaft you really need. That's another great thing, isn't it? You know, that Mizuno thing that they had, you know, you hit three or four shots and it comes up with three shafts suggestions and then they've got them right there and you hit them and then then whoever your launch monitor is tracking says, you're hitting this iron six yards further and you've got that result in five minutes. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, so you go, build me a set of these, please. Thank you very much. Testing done. Um, so
2: minutes instead of days. That's...
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and, then there was no, and it was just your own personal feedback. You know, now they get factual feedback instantly. One ball, one ball will give you your swing feedback, will give you all your launch conditions you want. That's where the, the science of this game has really, really changed, unbelievably.
2: So what about the other thing I want to ask about is, again, you know, kind of seeing the progression of the game and, and now in the context of, the distance debate and the idea that we need to yeah. maybe roll back a golf ball. Looking at it from another angle, how have course conditions evolved and changed? Yeah, from you know from when you started playing on the PGA tour to now.
4: It was damn rough, old chap.
3: Back
4: in the- <laughs> <laughs> no, Uphill, yeah, the, both ways. Look at it. Look at, the, look <laughs> at the, agronomy, the agronomists. You know the knowledge they have now. They play on green carpets just about every week. Greens are perfect. Um, you know that's that's another part of the game. It's unbelievable how it's changed. To think what we used to play, you know, there used to be really rough fairways, the greens were rough, and you you dealt with it. Um, so that's a fabulous thing to go to a golf course, and it's absolutely so beautifully manicured. Is is you know it's a real treat, isn't it? But obviously we came from poor lies into bumpy greens. So hey, who knows how the scores, you know, the comparisons over the years, but. Um, it's so nice, of course, to play now when the golf course is gorgeous.
2: So let, let's take the the tour pros out to a beat up Muni and see what happens. That-
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give them a few rock hard lies when it's really hard pan and everything, and, and they thin a few wedge shots. So or really sandy, wet conditions, and you hit it, and the thing just explodes. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're playing off perfect lies. Gosh, ninety nine percent of the time. So that's that breeds
3: confidence.
1: Good questions, Tony. I like those. Chris, how about you? What you got? Well,
3: first of all, Tony, great questions. Love it. Um, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic work there. Uh, Sir Nick, two questions um, for you today. First question is, what's the best time for me to show up at Augusta for a tea time with you? Like what? <laughs> Just kind of walk me through the calendar of the year. What's, uh, what's the best what time it? to do that?
2: Where should we pencil that in? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my
3: schedule's pretty open. I know yours probably gets a little busier, but yeah. Um,
4: well, you know, the, <laughs> even though I'm a three time champion, I still, if I wish to play there, I still have to play with a member. So mm. uh, Peyton Manning would be really a good, yes, Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning would be a good member for me to play with. But the odds on new- you <laughs> finding a member to play slim. Slim's none. So just
1: I'm gonna write this down. Miranda, we need Peyton to get, Manning. We get Peyton Manning. We'll
2: but, talk about pizza and tea yeah, times yeah, got so let me
1: chart. break out my old football contacts and see if I can get that going for you.
4: That that is still that's still the most highly sought after ticket to get onto to get onto Augusta National, yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, I am I am in Colorado. I'm a huge Denver Broncos yeah. fan. So, there you go. You know, who knows? Um, Peyton, if you're watching, I know you're not, um, but throw it out there. No,
4: uh, what's real it, What's it worth? I've, I got his number in my phone. What's it what worth? Yeah. Yeah. What That's wear, worth a
3: lot of money. I'll yeah. wear square shoes when I go play yeah. with you and Peyton at Augusta. I yeah. wear square shoes. <laughs> mm. uh, but no, real question. It, you know, obviously, as you've transitioned to a. Uh, to a broadcast career um you know from the course and, and seeing kind of the evolution and change of broadcasting. Um one thing that we hear is a lot of criticism right around golf telecasts are inherently boring. Um my wife loves to sleep. Uh, she <laughs> says hey you know honey hey is golf on this afternoon great why I right. take a nap out. yeah exactly so from your perspective as as you've seen this evolution we've you know lost some people that I found very entertaining. Gary McCord, uh, to name one, people that I liked to listen to. Um, what's your take on how can we make this more engaging for not just the population yeah. now, but if we really yeah. want do want to reach a, a new target audience and, and have golf be able, it's not going to compete against football, you know, uh, U.S. football, but how can we make it more engaging, exciting? I know mm-hmm. when we brought Phil into the booth uh, a little bit, there was. You know, some kind of awkward dynamics with with you guys in there a little bit, but it was engaging from a listener perspective from a watcher perspective. I was like, that was really fun. It made me think and I got involved with the telecast. What do we need to do to, to, to spur on kind of more of those type of ideas.
4: Yeah, well it's funny, that's what I say to Jim every time he he starts. I say, I'll just have a half an hour nap,
3: you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: just wake me up when you when you run out of ideas, because he never does. Hey, you know, T V you know, like TV, yes, there's a lot of criticism. People don't understand golf is a, a really different and uh, you you know, any other sport you're following, one ball or one athlete. You know, we're following 18 holes. There's there could be fifty-four situations out there. Really could, you know, T shots, fairway shots, putting for for producers to to choose and what have you. And while you're showing one live shot, of course the other shot's gonna go on tape. So people don't get that. Um yeah, we've got some we've got some new ideas. We started talking about it already. Um, so I can't give away any secrets, obviously. because I don't even Come know on. Them, I, I, no. Luckily, luckily I don't know them. Sir Nick, so, nobody um,
3: watches this anyway, so it's fine. It's just it's just us here.
4: So uh, it's funny. That's what I say every day when I'm talking. Nobody's watching. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think, yes, uh, the word is innovation. Everybody's looking for more innovation. We have got stuff up our sleeves, even though I'm wearing short sleeves. (laughs) So um, I promise you, yes, there'll be new stuff coming very soon. And, um, yeah, it it will be good. It will be good stuff for gold
1: is one of those putting Charles Barkley back in the players ears and letting them interact with him because that was fun.
4: Charles Barkley. Yeah, but you forget you forget that was an exhibition match. Of course that was fun. I, the people right. who compared that compared that, oh this is how you do golf. know nothing about television Zippo because that was live. They could the booth could talk to but hey, great if I could talk to the Play. Hey Phil, how are you going to hit this bunker shot when you're, you know, you're leading by one? Don't start choking now. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd love that, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but that's not that. that's fair. That was, a, that was a completely different animal, you know. And they were whatever, you yeah. know. Golf, golf, tournament golf. It's a completely different animal. I can promise you. Yeah, we've got we've got some yeah. really cool stuff, and we're all in it. We, as I said, we we're only on two months to go, so we're already energized uh, for next season.
1: Terry, what about you what questions do you have for sir nick
0: well my first question is can you knight me is that's the more burning <laughs> question if you can knight is me it the, is it the transferable is a transitive
2: property of knighthood
0: do you get like a plus one that you could knight me and i could be sir <laughs> Sir Harry George Nodwell.
4: I can def- I can definitely put forward recommendations for Her Majesty's
3: <laughs> oh,
0: consideration. that is that's bloody lovely. I would like that. <laughs> but, yes.
4: but I need. I need to see a British passport, mate. So yes, okay.
0: I'm, I. I I've definitely got it. Got got definitely got exactly. uh, but no, serious. Um, I don't know if you can tell us, but what secrets do you have about the Masters? So, for instance. I, this is this is a rumor.
1: Oh, he knows. There's some. There's so a
0: rumor. Of, of course, think of what, there are. What can I so say? So here's, here's the rumor that the trees on thirteen on the left can be pinned back at any time and released at any time depending on what day they want to do.
4: So <laughs> got a control button, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they, apparently they have wires and they can pin them back. All that kind of all that jazz. So what what secrets can you reveal?
4: I think the only secrets I can reveal is um, how much cheese is in the pimento cheese <laughs> and, and how, how, where, a, the, where, the, where the eggs come from for the egg sandwiches. That's the only secrets I know. Sorry about well, that. Oh, that's
0: no fun. All right. Well, I got a follow up <laughs> question just in case you didn't, you just did exactly that. Um, <laughs> so, do you think there's an issue? Um, with, with the distance, uh, this is all on everyone's mind. So yeah. do you think yeah. it's, do you think it's the golf equipment side or do you think it's golfers are getting smarter? They're starting to go in the gym. They're starting to use decade oh. golf, which is a probability where you you, you hit in correct places, which gives you the best chance to get up and down when you relate it to your uh, own yeah. personal clubs. So what do you think it is?
4: I love the way you said started going in the gym. They've, they've been. Going in the well, gym. Tiger I mean, Gary will,
0: yeah.
4: Gary will Gary will, take claim to that lifting weights in 1964. But you know, Tiger came on and went stronger, and it's been a long time. And then I'm not sure who's next, whether it's Rory, as you know, um, Dustin, Jason Day all brought a whole new spectrum to it. Where are we now? Because then we're now at Bryson, went through Brooks, Bryson. So, hey, it's a science, it's an unbelievable science. He, you know, they've, when Y started, it was like, well, don't lift weights. You know, you're going to damage your swing and everything. And swing slowly and get stronger. So, you know, I actually swung in the evenings with a pickaxe. You know, so mm-hmm. guess what? It was developing. I've done that thousands and tens of thousands of times. And I swung all tempo and smooth and everything. You know, where I was, you get you get programmed that you know you only play eighty percent of your power. You remember all these lines that we all learned, isn't it? Tempo is king. Yeah, and now they've here we are they take the science so if you actually want to hit it so real bottom line is they can train you which is what bryson they can train you to be the power of carl berkshire and pound it out there and still have touch still with a chip and putt yeah. so this is what we've, we've developed real athletes so, so it doesn't have to be bryson's strength as you know there's plenty of uh dylan fratelli that you know he put on he'd found six um, six miles an hour more club. Very impressive, Phil. Phil finds six miles an hour more club head speed. You know, in his late forties, that is probably yeah, super the most. Speed impre- helped him with that That's one, the most sure. impressive one. And I talked to Phil and had I to describe that whole process. And it's not one simple exercise. It's that's a real process of a couple of months of really training. But we they understand the process of the, the how to do it so that so these guys can you give them a ugly set of sticks and they will hit it further than they did before. So then we then got to so my we can't so we had a great example with Bernard Langer last week. So if you yeah. roll back the golf ball, Bernard wouldn't play. He would not be able, would not tear up if you rolled the golf ball back 20 Well he averaged he two fifty of the two
0: fifty. The three fifty. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Can he play? So
4: and be I up. I luckily I com I commented on that on Friday. I said that and it was correct. He said I wouldn't play. I wouldn't be able to play. He's already hitting three went into the hole, so he'd, he'd be done. It's strike. Bring back the quality of the strike. Make the strike a little bit more difficult. A lot actually for pros, a lot more difficult to achieve. Because back in my day, there were only a handful of really great strikers with the driver. You know, Greg was a great driver with persimmon, and obviously Jack was, and Watson and Sevy. It was the strike that won. If you miss hit a persimmon. You lost anything between 15 and 25 yards and it went in the left rough, right, rough. Now I was with Rory. He's got his launch monitor. The next one, it's two yards difference. So so what? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Two yards. Doesn't make any difference. So that's the that's the biggest thing. If we can if we can and they're looking at that, what to do with the head. I think you know the trampoline effect has got to end. I started this kind of half tongue in cheek. If they had no tee pegs, if you placed it on the tee, and then you could still have drive rough to depth three hundred and twenty down the middle. Good on you, because there'd been awful lot of guys who would be smothering it. Wouldn't be able to do that. So you, so you get an, you get an advantage yeah, because yeah. Of your skill and your strike. That's where I think I want them to go to make the equipment less forgiving for pros, so it brings back. You know the the strike, and so the strike under nerve, under pressure, will get magnified.
0: Funny you say that. We're actually starting a test here with a longer tee compared to a really short, stumpy tee where the ball is yeah. just off, and we can, yeah. and we're seeing shorter distance, spin rates have increased. Yeah, um, this is right. just the short lab, so it's shorter. Um, but you you have to the strike is, you have to get that strike perfect for it to go anywhere. So I'll, that Absolutely. Is not too bad if, at all, yeah.
4: No, if they made a, a guarantee, if we just did it for fun on, on one golf, one tournament, okay, it's an official tee peg, there's seven eighths of an inch thick. So by the time you've teed it up, you know, you've only got the thickness of your fingers above the ground. That's about the yeah. best you could do. Yeah. And then sure, the guys wouldn't better use the same driver if they would, you know, they said, hmm, this is getting tough to use this thing.
0: Yeah, 12 degree driver.
4: Yeah, I go. Well, I go to twelve. Or can you give me a drive a little bit more shallow? This sort of thing,
3: like a three wood. <laughs> does it what does a two
4: wood really work? Yeah, I want yeah. a bit more penetration than a two wood. All of that would be a start. And I think because the fact you know these guys can peg it out three inches off the ground and hang back and and wallop it wouldn't be a great wouldn't be able to do that. That would be that's a very simple. My goodness, that's not going to cost. It's not going to cost ten bucks to make that happen. too uh, yeah, that is
0: that's interesting. Come up with shorter pegs. I mean, Bryson's angle of attack, I think, is either plus six or plus eight. So he's hitting up it, and he's hitting up with upwards of well, low as sixteen to nineteen hundred spin. So it's just going and yeah. it just keeps going. So if you, oh, I know, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You got me on that one. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You
4: know, you probably saw me tweeting last week. He's got four-degree driver.
0: And, it's a putter.
3: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, his, his putter's <laughs> got
4: six. So, that's a, so he's got a four-degree driver, gets it gets it on the up. It's coming out at 14 to 15 degrees. As you said, the spin is trying to get 1,900. The bad one was uh, he wanted 22s, you know, to avoid the, twi- the 3,000s. And the bloody thing going 368 through the air yeah well um, he he
3: neither. nearly had you running around butt naked if uh if you had followed <laughs> I mean, yeah,
4: yeah I was safe as houses of that
3: one <laughs> yeah that, that was that was probably a little bit of relief when you saw the wetter conditions, huh <laughs>
4: Yeah, I was, I was fine. So I went to see him, and I said, "I've got. To, I'm going to talk you into it in three at The first, I think that's. The, I think I'm that's the play. And then, how about so? How about this for a line? He says, "Oh, when it's when it's dry and firm, it's definitely doable." And I'm like, "Oh, holy smokes, watch that!" <laughs> but it's so accurate. And I, he said, "Do you know what? If I do it, I'll run around naked too." So there you go. There's a vision. <laughs> 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 me, me. But I was going to be very. I was going to play my drum card. And being a knight, I will do it at night. <laughs> oh, there
0: you go. There you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: well, uh, yeah, on that note, I think it's time for the hot seat. What do you guys think?
0: Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. My turn to ask the questions on this one. So, Sir Nick, the way that it goes is I'm going to present you with a situation, and you have to pick one or the other. No context. That's well, why it's the hot seat. Do
4: I win a prize? Yes. Maybe. You win a free Maybe. pair. Uh, squash oh, squash shoes. shoes. <laughs> I've got all the colors all right. and, and more on the way. All right.
1: All right. So we'll start. Masters or the Open?
4: Well, I'm, I'm British, so I'm, of course I'm going to lean to the Open. That was the one I stood on the potting green and go, this to win the Open, this to win the Open. So, uh, yeah, the Open's my uh, my number one.
1: All right. And I think we had a debate on No Pets Given not too long ago as to whether it is called the Open or the British Open. It's the Open. A- it's the it's Open. The okay. It
4: started off as a British Open. Then it went to the Open Championship. Now it's the Open. And about five years time, it'd just be called the. <laughs> it
0: probably <laughs> would be.
1: All right, Harry, we'll put you in um, the hot seat on this one now. Masters or the Open? I have a feeling your answer is going to be similar.
2: Yeah, it's the Open. For sure. Okay.
1: Tony, yeah. Masters or the Open?
2: Oh, man, I, I love watching the open on television just because the courses are so unique. But, you know, if, if I'm in out on the putting green as a kid when, or as a grown up, even pretending it's to win a win a tournament, it is for the Masters.
1: OK, Masters are the open, man. Masters, you do this every Mas- time. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Masters. There we go. Yeah. Chris, to one.
1: Here we go. Masters are the open.
3: The Masters.
0: Oh, Ooh, we're yeah. I mean, in Very your true. life. All right, do we need to bring back the Ryder Cup just because this is well, uh, this on. is America versus England right now? <laughs>
1: Don't get ahead of me here. Okay, Sir Nick, I'm coming straight to you on this one. Um no context. Jack Nicklaus or Tiger Woods? Jack. Okay, you answered that quicker than I thought you were going to. Um Chris, how about you? Jack Nicklaus or Tiger Woods?
3: L.T. Grey.
4: Was that T? Yeah, I drink I drink, L-, I drink L-, L. Grey as
3: well.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Harry, how about you? Jack, Nicholas, or Tiger Woods?
0: Um, I'm going to go Tiger Woods purely because he's in my era.
2: I okay. grew up watching him.
1: All right, Tony, how about you?
2: Yeah, I didn't pick up a golf club until I was at least 30, so Tiger's all I know.
1: All right. I like that one, too. Sploose again. Okay, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, Chris, let's go to you first. Roll back the ball or don't roll back the ball?
3: Do not Touch the golf ball. No rollback. Dun 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 dun.
1: <laughs> Harry, what do you think? Rollback? No rollback. Yeah, back.
0: no rollback. No, no rollback. No.
1: Sir Nick, what do you think? Rollback? No rollback.
4: Um, oh, it's. I think it's going to get a tiny bit of tweaking, but yeah, I think the Delanger the was a great example. Uh, yeah, bring back the strike. That's what I say. Precision of the strike.
1: I like that that angle on it. We've talked about this in so many ways, and I think that's one way that we haven't really approached the distance problem yet.
4: The mastery, bring back the mastery of the strike. That would be even
1: more important,
2: yeah.
1: Tony, what do you think? Roll back the ball or don't roll back the ball? You're our ball expert. What do you think?
2: Well, the the mastery, I will never master the strike, so (laughs) I need the golf ball. (laughs) Give me the ball. Don't touch my golf ball
1: okay all right so we're pretty clear on that one too okay this last one should be a little bit of fun tony we'll start with you this time who wins the 2021 Ryder cup
2: uh it's 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 my turn usa
1: okay (laughs) chris what do you think
2: uh who takes it back on home soil after the
3: uh embarrassing defeat in france uh i think the u.s wins it just barely though i think it's going to be really really close
1: or Nick, what do you think? You going with the home team, or are you you going to agree with Chris?
3: I gotta, it's going to be tight right
4: now. Gosh, you know. Well, I have to. I have to support Europe. I'm European, so I think we can still. It's getting tighter. It'll be tough. at uh, whistling straights. Um, but I, obviously, I'm pulling for Europe. All
1: right, Harry, are you in the same boat?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, me and Nick are. We've, we've talked and we're going to take back Yorktown slowly, just by the two of us. <laughs> so, we yeah, definitely Europe when it comes to the Ryder Cup.
1: All right. I like that. That was a good hot seat.
0: Okay.
3: What do we think? Yeah.
0: Cool. All right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Sir, Nick, before we let you go today, I want to talk a little bit about the Faldo formula. Oh, yeah. For our listeners and our viewers that don't know about it or probably not as aware of it, can you give us a brief introduction to the Faldo formula?
4: Yeah, I, well, I wanted to, you know, my instructional books have, have done well. I mean, it's really great. Chris Comer was in the range. Oh, I love Felder former Okay, all those books and videos are 20, 25 years old now. So I wanted to update it and obviously all the things that, and bring in the body and the mind as well. So I've got great partners, Shellen Hager from Sweden, so more than a sports psychologist. He's a corporate and team-building psychologist and what have you. Garth Milne from South Africa is One of the leading guys, we were talking about all the science, uh, one of TPI's, you know, golden boys and all that. So so, so it's a whole new ball game. And I know that even the club golfer can use it. It, The good thing is we're in a time, You know, I had my institutes in Orlando and I said, hey, what about giving them some stretching? And they said, no, they just want a coffee and a donut before they they warm up. That was it. But but as you know, now in life, we are all into this. We think, wow, if I do a little bit of this, if I eat a little better, think a little better, move around a little better, it will make difference in my life as well as my golf swing, you know? So we put all of that together and obviously I travel a lot and still am and go to fun places. So I incorporate some fun visits whenever I can get a chance to bump into some interesting people. You know, I went down to Necker Island, uh, Sir Richard Branson did the tennis thing and all sorts of things. So I'm just trying to bring a lot more information and fun, to instruction that same thing you know bring people up to speed and again do it for us it's, it's generally let's just say from 50 and up you know i'm i'm 63 now so it's you know that's that's our target really from hey 40 all the way up to when you when you're when you when your square shoes are pointing at the <laughs> sky rather than <laughs> rather than the, the ground so um Hey, it's been fun. We've done the first season. And I and then obviously with CBS, they put it out on um, CBS Sports, the digital channel. It's been out. I've done 16 episodes. I've got, got tons of content for next year.
1: So if a guy like Tony, who says he needs all the help he can get, don't roll back the ball. If he came to the Faldo formula, what does he take away from it? And Tony chime in by, by all means, Would like, what do you, <laughs> I've got a lot
4: of good stuff. You know, I've got, a have I believe I've got a good eye for instruction. You know, not you're not looking for 101 things to change. You know, if I can get it down to 98 or 99, you're pretty darn good. I've really helped you. <laughs> My goal is to give you a couple of things. Oh, I like that. That works for me. That's I guess that's the, that's all I'm trying to do. Just give you a give you a, something where you enjoy your golf. Get a bit more positive out of it.
1: Is it an effort to to help grow the game? We talk about that a lot on No Puts, given about how growing the game yeah. would be.
4: Well, that's my, my that's my Faldo series, which is great. We've been we've done twenty five years of the Faldo series now, and we're going to have some amazingly huge announcements coming up um, for next year. We really are no, seriously really are hit the button on grassroots uh, growing the game of golf right from people who it's their first ever putt. Even more fun, the grassroots, what we're working on actually will be competitive. We can we'll actually be able to create a competitive grassroots. The so kids who have just started will better go and do something. We'll make them feel like champions. It's going to be really cool.
1: That does sound really cool. Remind us where we can find it.
4: All my stuff. Well, yes, com. That's me. Go on that. Um, yeah, all my lessons are in there. My shows get put on You know, a couple of weeks after. They, they, they aired. And then we're going to have merchandise. We're working on that as well. We're going to have top of the list is the limited edition squares to oh. commemorate my 30th anniversary of winning the Masters. There'll be a, one coming That'd up cool. next year as well to commemorate my 30th year of winning at St. Andrews. It's going to be scented, scented boxes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're going to have. Yes, I just thought of that. We're going to have white that's, dog. God, I need to do my own perfumes. I'm going to do white. Yeah?
3: Yeah. So, yes, smells like wet
1: cashmere. Oh, my gosh. Okay, last thing I want to do today. um, Sir Nick, to explain a little bit, we used to let Harry, our resident British dude, um, introduce us to a British phrase of the week, and we've gotten away from it in the past couple of shows, but we thought having you on, you could try to stump us with a new British phrase. New British phrase.
4: I've got a good one for you. When they say "caught cool, chuffing Nora,"
2: <laughs> say it again. Chuffing Chuffin Nora. Chuffin Nora.
4: Chuffing Nora.
2: Effing
3: Nora.
4: If you watch the full Monty, it is said okay. "chuffing chuffing Nora," that which yeah. usually means it's great. And "chuffing Nora," I guess, is even better. Or what's the other one we got? You could throw a spanner in the works?
1: Sorry, one more yeah, time.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> do know well, that. Span, if you throw a spanner in the works, that upsets things. So that's- like a wrench, oh, right? like, a, like, you um, throw like a wrench a throw in, a wrench in yeah. it. Yeah, a wrench. We, you know, we call them spanners. We're not, we not. We don't have a wrench. We have a spanner, <laughs> sack of spanners. So <laughs> when you play badly, you've got a sack of spanners. Or we've got, uh, what's the other one? I don't see that. Oh, we lost the plot. That's a good one. He's lost, lost, plot. Plot. Like he lost the plot. Lost the plot? Like lost your play. way? Gone nuts? Like you're lost? Yeah, like he's gone. No, no direction? Or, or it, and so if something's really bad. We say that's naff. That's really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's really
1: nice. Okay, I've heard that one. I've
4: heard that's... that one. Oh, so as, we, as we've as we been doing, we've been having a chin wag, haven't we?
0: Yeah, we have been having a chin wag. We've been
1: chatting. Chat very really oh good. Very literal. Yeah.
0: Sonic, don't you have um, a Cockney rhyme and slang?
4: I've, I've written, I did it on TV years ago. I wrote it. I just, so he goes, let's have a butcher's hook, which is a look. Uh, Ian Porter's hoil and fling, swing. Starts from his daisy roots, boots, swings his chalk farms as his arms, pulls it down with his German bands, his hands, and wraps it round his Gregory Peck, his neck. There you go. That's <laughs> my, there's your I there's actually, the gold swing, Alarm Cockney. Cockney. So <laughs> C- So
1: are are the, the rhymes interchangeable? Or did, is there like is it a set formula it's of It's a
4: rhymes? set, it's a kind of a set for apples and pears in the stairs, whistle and flutes, your soup, okay. plates of meat, your feet. Uh, and there's all sorts of Dolly Parton will be, oh, hey, I don't
3: know, Dolly Amazing. <laughs> 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 bits. All right. Yeah. That's part um, of the Faldo formula right there. That's there part you know. go. <laughs> you, you need
1: a new part on your website. That's bonus content. Like-
3: <laughs> That's bonus content on the Faldo formula.
1: Well, we have certainly appreciated having you here. Um, you've definitely added a little bit of spark to No Puts Given today. So yeah. thank you so much for, for wagging your chins with us. Chin
0: wagon. Chin wagging, chin,
4: chin wag. wagon. I'm Having a chin wagon, love. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having a chin wag with us. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Until next time, we out.